1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
0: there's joy in every journey. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. I can't remember the last time that our guest was in studio, at least with me. I'm sure, you know, you were in studio at some point over the year, but... Since COVID, you got to set up at the crib now. You're just not here in, in, in person as much anymore. You're out right at the stadium or you're at home on the road games. You don't really come into the office very much, Josh Vernier. I Royals think it's insider. wise.
1: You stay out of everyone's way. They, um, they tend to leave you alone. I think the last time I was in here was probably right after the parade. Have you been in bald this whole time? I've been bald since Thanksgiving last year. Went home, saw the family, took a bunch of family pictures and went,
0: uh-uh. You must have had a hat on the last time that I've... I've maybe seen you I think I've only seen you since, once. Yeah, in yeah. 2023. Yeah. Well, a couple of times. No, could you come on our podcast a couple of times? And I think I maybe saw you like one of the Normally repping the Michigan
1: time. hat. But yeah, the self-awareness, last Thanksgiving, I had to
0: come home. What are the first, like, 30 days after baseball season? It's going to be a weird analogy, but I think you'll follow me here. I always say the hardest thing about a relationship is... You know, you spend all this time with this person, and now someone has just given you back 17 hours of your life back. And now you're trying to figure out, well, I want to watch this TV show, but I used to watch. Like, I always Mm -hmm. feel like that's the hardest part. Your day and your schedule is so regimented because of baseball season. They play every single day. It's not like covering a football team. What are those first 30 days like? When your life just doesn't have the structure that it's had for six well, the f- months, the
1: first two weeks, just continue what I do in the regular season. Instead of watching a Royals game, I'm normally going to watch a playoff game, gamble on it heavily. Um, yeah. And, and then you start to come to grips with, all right, you know, I'm I'm not going to be on the radio. I'm not going to have those interactions with people that I've uh, become accustomed to. So then I start bothering my wife and telling her my baseball takes and my football takes. Um it, it's it's normally relaxing. It's relaxing it's watching baseball and not having to work. So it's my basic job without having any real responsibilities. When do you
0: miss it for the first time?
1: Cuz I imagine those once first Once I get co- eliminated in either a guillotine league <laughs> or once I know my fantasy football team is dead That's when I started missing
0: it. Okay. Cause yeah. Like anytime I take vacation, there's those first couple of days. Like, man, yeah, I'm just happy. I don't got to get up. I don't have to do my normal routine. But then that third day you're like, man, I kind of just want to go do the show. Like, what am I doing? I imagine that happens for you. Like it probably happens a little earlier than you are even saying. It probably happens like in November.
1: No, no. I mean, if the NFL wasn't the monster that it is occupying four out of every seven days, uh, and, and I don't get to see anyone from the middle of February, at least family that live out of state, middle of February until October. So I I squeeze a lot of that in, get to uh, take a vacation and whatnot or go somewhere. Um, but no, I would say this week is the first time I've, I've been interested in conversing with people and talking about the Royals because more times than not. No matter what I want to talk about with the Royals, it comes back to the stadium, and I find that nauseating. Have you seen
0: the Barry Sanders documentary? Watched it. The, yeah, the night it came <laughs> out, man. You know kidding you. me? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that. Um, yeah, I lived it. That that was my entire life. You you would go to the Silverdome only to watch Barry Sanders. You see all the videos, all the posters that they're holding in the stands. That Those things just litter, littered my room when I was a kid. He was... It was the only reason to
0: pay attention to the team. How exciting is it that you're going to have a month of really important Lions games? Like,
1: oh, I'm not a fan though. I-, I I can't claim that I'm a fan anymore. Once I lived in Milwaukee for five years and saw how a winning franchise is operated up. with the green Bay Packers. I went, oh, so you don't have to be endlessly abused by your favorite team. So I waved goodbye to the lions and now being in Kansas city, watching how the chiefs are ran, uh, just Further solidifies it. Really, the only team I would you don't say want to go f- back a little bit now. No, I don't. No, I don't. All. No, because I mean, it's not they're going. They're not going to win a playoff game. I mean, they could I, win in the first round. Okay, they could win in the first right, round. Well, I'm sure they could. <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah, win and in the first they first round. could have in '93, <laughs> and '95, <95, laughs> and '97.
0: <97. laughs> they've they, they've really beaten you down. Yeah, they
1: they, <laughs> they could have won more another playoff game since 1991. They could have won multiple since 1957. They've chosen not to.
0: Right now we're joined in studio by our Royals insider, Josh Vernier. We'll also take your phone calls if you would like. We'll read your texts. Vern's going to be in for the rest of the hour, 913-586-7610. There certainly are a lot of Royals You things. can't be
1: this close to Patrick Mahomes and pretend like Jared Goff's going to get it done. I can't, I can't <laughs> listen to this much Patrick Mahomes talk and convince myself, yeah, Goff's going to do it.
0: I mean, Goff got one team to a Super Bowl. Why couldn't he get a second and one? And cost
1: them the championship yeah, well, he when yeah, he overthrew. No, oh, boy. No,
0: that's that's fair. They also scored like negative four that's points true. in the game. You're probably not going to win. Uh, the Royals just made a trade a couple of hours ago where they made a move. Let me pull it up here so I can get you the exact players and the compensation for People the trade. People don't
1: care about the guys that you got in return. It's it's two minor leaguers, a 24-year-old arm, a 26-year-old bat, uh, minor league depth, For Taylor Clark, a guy that logged a lot of innings out of the bullpen for you, was good at the beginning, um, flashed last season. Uh, But listen, I don't care who you are or or how much you flash. Obviously, you flash or you wouldn't be in the big leagues. Um, But if you're a part of that 2023 Royals pitching staff, I can't imagine anybody's going to be broken hearted if you get traded away, maybe outside of Cole Reagan's.
0: I do want to get your opinion on certain individual moves and who you think they could potentially go out there and get. I want to read you this quote. This is from J.J. Picole. I'm sure you were out there earlier today. Quote, we, we feel like it's time for us to make a significant move. Who would you classify as significant? Because you and I both know the Royals will set up, hey, we got a major announcement. And then it's Jason Vargas. Like, hold on. Like, you guys just could have made a move. You didn't have to tell us you were making a major move. When you hear the Royals say that it is time for us to make a significant move, what are the names that instantly pop up? Well, it,
1: that quote is in reference to Seth Lugo. So so that is, if, if, if you want to liken it to Jason Vargas, go right ahead.
0: Um, Hold on, Vern, hold on. You were telling me that JJ Piccolo stood in front of Kansas Citians and he told them that it's time for us to make a significant move. And he wasn't talking about trading any of their pieces to go get a, those things can happen. I know, but I'm and, saying and they is, still need, you're them. telling me that this was, this wasn't a future thing they were talking about. They're talking about Seth Lugo as a significant move.
1: Yeah. I believe the question was from Sam McDowell. He was asking, I wish with, you had lied to me there with the young core of Bobby and Vinny and Brady and Cole Reagan's you know, how, how important is it to go out and make the type of moves that you've made this off season? And uh, look, I'm hoping that there's a more significant move coming down the pike, um, but $45 million to a starting pitcher over three years. Sure. It's a big picture, not mega money, but, but free agency in Kansas city. It's top four, top five all time that this organization is doled out. So Um, it's it's a nice move. I got nothing negative to say about Seth Lugo. I don't have much negative to say about the moves that J.J. has made all offseason. The only negative thing I have to point out is you lost 106 games last year, so I would hope you're making good moves. You need a lot more if you're going to be competitive.
0: I just... I mean, maybe this is my fault. Like I got excited. I was like, Oh, Vern's coming in today. They said they're going to make an excited move. Like I'm thinking like Marcus Stroman, Lucas Giolito. I would consider those for the Royals to be significant moves. You can't tell me it's Seth Lugo, who is 34 years old and has two years as a starting pitcher in the major yeah. leagues. I-, I mean, I I'm with you. You need a lot of help. I'm certainly not going to be mad at them for spending money, but, but that- if last year was the tip of the iceberg for Seth Lugo. If he is what we
1: saw last year, and that was just the beginning of him uh, becoming this uh, number two, number three starting pitcher, um, it's a a bargain, $15 million a season. And those are the kind of moves that JJ and this organization uh, need to make. So so I I, I do think that it could be uh, viewed by Bobby, Vinny, some of these other Young Royals that have only known losing, have only known meaningless baseball in September and August and July and June. Uh, yeah, I could see how they could view that as a substantial move because the thing that this team lacked from beginning to end last season was pitching depth and quality pitching. Um, so Lugo and some of the other moves that they've made over the past two weeks are uh, going to help improve that. But again, 106 losses is more than just one starting pitcher and a few nice arms for your bullpen.
0: Who do you think is the most likely trade piece among their young core?
1: Most likely, um, uh, the name that jumps out is Nick Prado. I, I just can't imagine he's going to bring all that much in return because of the way that his season fizzled. I think the upside, sure, the catching ability and the athleticism of athleticism of M.J. Melendez could make him number one. Um, Michael Garcia, shortstop ability, the bloodlines. I'll put him at two. I mean, Bobby's obviously number one, but you're not going to move him.
0: Yeah, they're not trading him.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're going to move Vinny Pasquantino.
0: So, yeah, I'll say MJ1, Michael Garcia, two. But are those moves just for the sake of making moves to maybe show that you're trying to do something there? Because you're right. I don't know if Michael Garcia is getting you, like, you're not getting an impact arm or impact bat. For him as a prospect is their best bet sort of what they're doing. Hey, we've got probably six to eight position players that we feel really good about. So our, our focus and our motive needs to be, how do we solidify that rotation? How do we solidify that bullpen? How do we get one through four? You're probably not going to be one through five solidified, but can we really lock in one through four? And we've got three to five guys in that bullpen that we trust.
1: That might even be a bit much the one through four part to me, uh, you got Reagan's, you got singer. Sure. You got Seth Lugo. you sure. go make one more move. You got four. That'd be terrific. You also have to go into a season, assuming one of them's going to go down. You got to have depth. That's what ultimately sunk the boat in 2023. Um, Stroman Giolito Sure. You, you throw them in the rotation and now we're talking about a team a la 2013, um, where the young core, like Moose and Haas, Kane and them, no longer feel as if they're showing up to, um, you know, a a gunfight with a knife. Um, Just as Dayton did that offseason, bringing in Shields and Santana, re-signing Jeremy Guthrie, bolstering that bullpen, uh, allowing that young group of future champions to believe, hey, if we scratch across a few runs, play some solid defense, our pitching is going to give us a chance. Uh, Bobby's never known what that felt like. Vinny's never known what that felt like. Uh, That's, to me, the goal is just allow this young core to feel as if our pitching is going to give us a chance. Let them learn how to win this season. And then I think maybe in 2025, you get those finishing pieces. And now everyone understands what it takes. You have the type of pitching that you're going to need. And then you start to attack.
0: So let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. I want to give people a chance. If they want to call in and ask some questions, they can. We'll go rapid fire on some questions. I've got a dating scenario that we have been debating in the office to ask you. There's a lot of stuff to talk to Josh Vernier about. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Drive with CDOT. The voice of Chiefs kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Monday starting at 4 o'clock. Travis Kelsey's on his own planet. When you look at it empirically, There is no way to compare him to anybody else. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hey, let me tell you guys, the caller number 6 to 913-586-7610, 913-586-7610. Caller number 6 wins a pair of tickets to watch the 2027 national champion, Missouri Tigers. I'm speaking it into existence. They are going to take on Seton Hall. They are returning to the T-Mobile Center for the first time in four years. So if you want to watch Mizzou this weekend, Dennis Gates, Sean East, Nick Honor, a team that really should have won last Saturday. I think the officiating was what really did them in. They had a chance to win that game, but you know you can't win on the road in that place. If you want to see that team play this weekend, be called the number six to 913-586-7610 and tell tell Rob M-I-Z. If you don't tell Rob M-I-Z, we're not giving you the ticket, so you better say it or suffer the consequences. We got Josh Vernier in studio. How many
1: more Mizzou basketball takes do you have in the holster that you just... Save the people
0: from it's funny. So, Colin Cowherd actually has this belief that, like, every sports talk host, you are really passionate about something that you can't talk about yes. on your show. Like, yep. I try to sneak in my NBA right. thoughts enough. So, right. like, I mean, I would, I wish we could talk more NBA, but I get enough of it out. I mean. I could talk Missouri recruiting the the way that we talk about the chiefs. I could talk about Missouri recruiting all day. Yeah. Like right right now, we got the transfer portal and Kaden green. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I would maybe say like an hour, hour and a half of day of just Missouri thoughts that are going through my head that I like people listening to the show that there's no way I could share those thoughts.
1: And those, that, that 2027 national championship. Yeah. Hardwood gridiron,
0: They might do both. Okay. That's what I like. They might be like Florida, you know, like you're in Florida, like you had urban and you had Billy Donovan, you know, at the same time. I think, uh, I think Mizzou could be very, very similar. I don't know if you saw their schedule or not. I think they can make the college football playoff next year. That's what I, that's what I'm shooting for. There's now 12 spots. There's seven at large. They're probably not going to win the sec, but they definitely can grab one of those seven at large spots. That's what I'm hoping for from Missouri next year.
1: I saw Michigan's playing Texas. Next season. I didn't know that. I'm excited about that.
0: So is, we got, Ma- is Manning's kids going to, uh, I'm sorry. We don't know yet. I know that's, we're all waiting to see what's going to happen. We got to wait to see what happens with Quinn Ewers. Right. Cause you know, you, you can, you can transfer now. You can transfer. And then there's another transfer portal after spring football. So we still don't know what's going to happen with Arch Manning. We're still, uh, we're still waiting to see what happens. Uh, so art right, is what we're going to do. We're going to go rapid fire on some questions. Okay. I've got a dating question to ask you, and then I'll let you go back to enjoying your uh, winter vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. I'm curious to hear Vern's opinions on the upside for Drew Waters and Kyle Isbell.
1: Upside on Kyle Isbell. Uh, I think you know what I'll just speak for myself. Uh, yeah, I, I we, we know what Kyle Isbell is, right? He's a light hitting plus defender. Um, not not, not a not a
0: Great base runner. That's not a good thing to be not called. Not a poor base runner. You <laughs> haven't really sold me on Kyle. isn't No, gender. I think
1: he's a 4A center fielder. Uh, upside drew waters. If he could just stop trying to hit so many home runs, I think he could be a, he has all five tools. It's, it, it's about humbling yourself. Maybe um, acknowledging what your role is on the team. You're not Bobby Witt jr. Nobody needs you to be Bobby Witt jr. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Drew Waters looks like showing up with a full spring under his belt. Didn't get that last year. Uh, Waters to me still has upside. Isbel is what he is, in my opinion.
0: Do you think that Kansas City maybe has a good enough understanding of how good of a baseball player Bobby Witt Jr. is?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- Royals fans. I just feel like. M- maybe I'm- if you weren't watching last year, which I understand, yeah. but if you weren't watching last year, no, y- you missed out. But if you were dialed into this team, that. It was just undeniable.
0: No, I mean, I I, I 100% agree with you there. But, I mean, you've been here when, obviously, when the Royals were really good. But I don't know if like, let's say Bobby Wood Jr. went to Miracle tomorrow, a Christmas pop-up bar. I don't know if anybody would really, like, make that big of a deal about it when he's probably one of the top 10 young players in the game of baseball. Like I, I just feel like in a market like this, with how good he is, there should be more of a sizzle. And I get it. The Chiefs take up a lot of room, a lot of oxygen. And the Royals haven't played in a lot of meaningful games. I'm just not sure if the casual fan, I'm not sure if the uh, your, your average Royals fan that goes to three to five games and casually watches them on TV, yeah. I don't think they know how good Bobby Witt Jr. is. Well,
1: he's certainly not uh, the, the personality that obviously Salvador Perez or an Eric Hosmer was uh, in the past, but he also hasn't won. He's not a guy that's going to demand the spotlight. He's not moving around with an entourage. I mean, the mullet and the facial hair might make him stand out, but but it, look it, like like you said with the Chiefs, it it, it comes back to winning. And and right, they like Bobby, they love Salvi, um, but even the Salvi love and oh we we you know, we, go, we go so crazy for him. Even that has fallen off because the losing is just so demoralizing. Are
0: you surprised that Salvi's still on the roster?
1: Uh, no no I can't say I'm surprised. Would I be surprised if he's there at the beginning of spring training um not a listen I I won't be as surprised as I thought I would have been just watching the way that this off season has gone watching the approach of this front office um they can't have 2024 be another evaluation season can't be open about rebuilding in 2024. You trade Salvador Perez, and I think that is undeniable, and I think they're trying to avoid that.
0: Text line 913-586-7610. Someone wants to know, Vern, what is your favorite Christmas movie?
1: National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's pretty chalk.
0: I think that might be a Two Americas movie. Yeah? I think it might be a Two Americas movie. We I were could actually, see that. I don't we, think there's we, were a actually, we were actually debating this. Uh, do you consider Drumline to be a Two Americas movie? Never
1: seen it, so yeah.
0: Vern, you're our age. How have you never seen Drumline before? And it seems like one See, of I, those movies. I agree. Because you and I were in college around the same time. Yeah. Maybe a little, you were a little bit older than me. A little bit me. older, yeah. That was one of those movies, like whenever a girl was like, hey, I want to come over and watch a movie. Mean Girls was one of the. Hitch was one of those movies. See, I didn't Drumline. like either.
1: I think maybe in the, these years, because Mean Girls, I, I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched the whole thing. I, I think I was just. You're married to a millennial woman. I understand. She's never sat you down to watch Mean Girls. What no. is she doing? You know, she's the Princess Diaries movie. She, that's that, basically that's a, Mean Girls. Well, that's her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I was just drinking and partying way too much in those years
0: because I didn't. We might need to start a series where, like, now in the winter, we have you watch these movies, and then over the summer, it's Vern watches Drumline for the first time. Vern watches Mean Girls for like the first Hitch. time.
1: Uh, I didn't watch hitch until maybe the last year and a half. And it was just because you talked about it so much. I'm like, I might as Did you well. Like it? Eh, I think I was too late. I don't know. No, <laughs> no, I didn't really care for it.
0: Vern. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. No, I'm it's sorry. all right. It's all right. I just can't imagine that you like watching the Royals in September, but you're like, man, you're just fired up about it. I see you, but see I the, hear your show. You're fired up. Like the, Elf, the, the, the Royals Elf still isn't, get you mad. Uh, I don't know how they can still get you mad late in the season.
1: Not late in the season. No, I was angry throughout the month of April just because of how blatant it was that this is an evaluation season and I couldn't go anywhere. I had to grind through it. Uh, I just always hate how at times, and I think you do a good job of bringing this up, uh, Kansas City, and this is a great job done by Bud Selig and the owners of Major League Baseball. I hate how often Royals fans and Kansas City media We treat the Royals like they're not a professional baseball team, like they are some plucky high school ball club that we need to rally behind. No, hold the. You don't need to trade Salvi to go out there and bring in another big name arm. You can just go pay them, spend money like they did with Seth Lugo. So I'll get angry this April if if they're once again talking about 2025. Um, But yeah, last season, my my anger was gone by mid-May.
0: Text line 913-586-7610. Vern, do you think the Royals should go after Jock Peterson?
1: Yeah, I like that. I've liked that since the end of last season. Um, Championship pedigree. I think he would fit in very well with a very predominantly American core. Um, Guys that grew up watching Jock Peterson perform in October. um, And a left-handed bat that could make. Kaufman Stadium looks somewhat small. Yeah, I'd be for that.
0: Someone wants to know what was the vibe at the press conference today and that J.J. seemed very upbeat.
1: Yeah, I, I think J.J. has, and this goes back to conversations we've had since he's taken over. Um, he's been in a, a an interesting spot where, you know, he loves and respects and admires everything that Dayton Moore did for him, but he's trying to make his own name. Many people in the media, many fans don't want to give him that chance to make it his own. They want, you know, new boss, same as the old boss. I think the Seth Lugo signing and the flirtation that they've had with some other big names continues to allow J.J. to um, stand on his own business. And I think that comes across in these. Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Call silenced.